head hit the shot from half court. MVP of all sports, coach put me in the game. You know I'm the truth born to feel bad. Competition, know the deal, coach put me in the game. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Stalian English Show featuring Coach Kurtz. I'm your man, Coach English. Here we are again today bringing you the best show, sports, uh, from a coach's perspective, high school, professional, and college. Um, As always, we got to check in, and so we'll check in with Coach Staley. Coach Staley, how was your week? Oh man, all is well on this good Monday. had a really good weekend. Uh, God is good as always. Babies growing, guys, kids getting acclimated or going back to school. Um, been working out pretty hard. I, I got my morning abs back. Not quite a six pack, but you know, morning abs, that's where it all begins. And I got a little something to look forward to. And that's about it, man. Been cooking dinner the last couple of days. Had a few haters on Instagram saying I didn't cook that, but you know, like my man, Coach E over there, I'm kind of nice in the kitchen. Um, Micah, how things been going with you? Hey, things are great. Things are great. Uh, now we're rolling in our second week or second and a half week of school. Um, things are going well. We Workouts are picking up. We just had uh, softball and um, softball and soccer working out after school today. And... Uh, my boss came in and we had about 45 girls in there. And I was like, wow, this is a lot of girls in here. I said, yeah, we need a bigger weight room. So we'll see. We'll see if we if were pushing for some bigger facilities. But shout out to all of the athletes of Windermere Prep for uh, really buying into what I do and really embracing the process of being the best at getting better. And so they've done a great job for these first few weeks. and. Uh, Went up to Oak Hill this past weekend and met all of the guys coming in and did some baseline assessments. So shout out to them for doing a great job and best of luck for the season with them. And then shout out to my beautiful wife of one month as of yesterday. So things are good. Life is good. I don't know why you guys didn't. Um, I don't know why none of you guys didn't tell me to get married earlier, but I wish I got married earlier. Um, for the record, dog, I've been telling y'all, I tell everyone to go ahead and get married. So don't, don't, don't put that on me, Ricky Bobby. I, I've been told you to get married. I said it was worth it, but you know, all time and it's good time. And I guess, so I'm happy for you guys. Whitney's right here. And she just did nod her head with you, Coach Daly, and said, Coach Daly did say to get married earlier. Thank you. Thank you. That's why, that's why you special me with Coach E. How things been going for you, Papa? No, it's been going pretty good, man. Um, spending time with my kids and getting back in the swing of work. Um, you know, I had a really good workout last two days with the kids and um, getting after it. And it's really been kind of boring around my way. Not much really to say. Um, just happy to be alive. Woke up this morning and gave my blessings to God. And no, kept shout it out to you, Coach so, English. Uh, 
getting out there and working out with your guys. I mean, oh yeah, today I mean like the energy, the energy today in workouts was so like high when they like they ran and uh, they like stretched or whatever. And one of the kids was like, "Coach, you should get out here with us." And I was thinking to myself, "It's kind of hot." Yeah, but then it was like, man, Coach E, come on, man, come on. And shoot, I ran with him. I, I, I didn't come in last. Uh, my time was deplorable, but I didn't come in last. And uh, then I went and worked out with them in the weight room because they, they, they didn't challenge me. They said, you did the run. You might as well do the workout. That's that's so, impressive, though, because, like, like, for you to work out with, like, khaki shorts on like that, that that's impressive, man. Like, to run a mile and walk and do squat. Did you squat in your khaki shorts? I, I didn't wear khaki shorts, so I don't know what you're talking about, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did not. You got a belt on I, with I your khaki not. shorts. And, 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 and to give a shout out, shout out to Micah because we using his workout. So that's my shout out. I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I don't wear khaki shorts, so I'm, let's not even let's not even go there. But um, nah, let's get into today, man. Josh is a fool. Anyway, man, let's get into today. Uh, we're going to start off with the current events. Uh, Micah, you can go ahead and start with that. Yeah, I mean, our, our big uh, – it's a, it's a couple days late, but our big current event was um, was the whole handling of the situation with, uh, with Ohio State and Urban Meyer. And they – obviously, it's been in the news for about the last month, but uh, he's been on leave since August 1st. And then just last week uh, – after the university did their independent review of how he handled the domestic violence situation of one of his assistant coaches, they came out with um, they came out with their uh, their findings and their 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 punishment or their reprimand, and they decided to suspend Urban Meyer from all practices and games for the next three game suspension. And um, there's been a lot of uh, there's been a lot of talk since that happened about from all aspects as far as um, when you're the CEO, when you're the head, when you're overseeing an entire company, an entire football team, an entire athletic department, whatever your role is, you're responsible for all of your all of your players, all of your coaches, all of your assistants' actions. And so in the long run, I mean, in the end game, Urban Meyer was he was responsible for his coaches' actions. And um, I think through the independent review, it was clear that he did not do his duty of reporting those actions and and taking control and reprimanding or firing or terminating or reporting what his assistant did. And um, so in the end, what I see, what I have seen and read a little bit, I mean, this is opinion, but from the independent review, the university really, really saw that he was in the wrong but Urban Meyer is competing for a national championship every single year. And the fan base and the booster club would rather look the other way and let him slide with this 
since he wasn't directly the one that was was unlawful and in the wrong, but indirectly he was, but they would like like let him slide. And from my what I've saw through press conferences, the athletic department, the the relationship between him and the the head of school is fractured. And I think they kind of wanted to let him go, but there was other other issues as far as legal terms and financial issues from the fan base and booster club where they had to only suspend him for a few games. And it all comes down to what we've talked about on many other issues and many other shows that college athletics is 100% about the bottom line and about the dollar. And it's really not about teaching life lessons and using sports to better all involved. And college athletics has turned into a big, big business. And and I think this this ruling by Ohio State where the majority of people would say, hey, he needs to be let go. But because he wins game and because the booster club and because he brings in money for the university, they've decided to um, just give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I'm going to be very um, slow and not even judge the situation, but my only problem with with what the how things were handled was actually my biggest problems with how um Urban Meyer responded and I, and I listened to a lot of the, the the sports broadcasters who do such a great job day in and day out and I know it's tough talking about your peers and talking about situations like this but after listening to Urban Meyer's um initial interview um his his interview after after um after the ruling was made um, I, and then listening to the apology, I was kind of bothered because one, when he made his first statement, he didn't seem seem very um, sympathetic. It seemed like he, he was just reading it off the paper and he was trying to get it over with. Then a couple of days later, he comes back and apologizes to the victim, which he didn't really do sincerely and wholeheartedly the first day. Well, I'm going to say basically kind of what you said, Micah, but what what the other broadcasters never really stepped up and said. They was like, oh yeah, he should have known about it. And oh yeah, he should have done this. But no one really said this one thing right here. Yes, Urban Meyer knew about it, but he didn't care. Because winning football games and focusing on football at that time was more important to him than what was going on with his assistant in the domestic um, abuse situation. He didn't care. No one wanted to say that because it makes Urban Meyer seem like a bad person. I'm not saying that he's an overall bad person, but at that point in time, he cared about football more than he did the well-being of that of that young woman and what she was going through with his assistant coach. He didn't care because he knew. That's why he lied about it the first time because he didn't want to look back. And then he came back and said that he did that he did that he basically that he didn't tell the truth, but he didn't care. And no one on ESPN, Fox, no one said that. You know, I watched all of, all of the outlets and no one said Urban Meyer just didn't care, didn't, didn't think twice about it because football was more important. And that's what I guess I'm most important with. So he got the three-game suspension. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to give him what his punishment should be. 
But to my understanding, I could be wrong. I know you said he couldn't go to practice, but I thought they were allowing him to still go to practice. He just couldn't coach the game, um, which is really not much of a suspension if they're allowing him to go to practice. But well, here's the deal. I'll be glad. They said he couldn't go to practice, and basically, but he's he's been having meetings with the team and meeting with the players. So I mean, there's there's gray areas where what right okay so. I mean, so he's still having meetings with the players and which you would think if you're suspended, you would have no contact with the team. So again, again, I don't, I I don't, I don't think, uh, I think my, my thoughts from watching the press conference as well is that the heads of the university were really disappointed and they were ready to make a move. But because of whatever legal terms and semantics that are in his contract, they really couldn't without having to go through legal battles. And so so they're, they had to slap him on the wrist. And my, my thoughts, just random thoughts, and who knows, there's no, there's no evidence behind this, but I think – Urban Meyer's time at Ohio State is probably going to be numbered because, and due to this situation, because I think the, the relationship has been fractured with the bosses. I, I completely, I completely agree with that. Um, Coach E, what's your thoughts on everything? Well, I, I kind of echo the same sentiments that y'all do. Um, I do feel as though, you know, they say uh, winning cures all evils. And so uh, um, he's 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 been winning. So, you know, of course, I don't know who thought he was going to get fired. It's not he didn't directly do anything so they can hide behind that. Um, I do agree with you, Micah, in that I do think that like, when you look at the press conferences, you can tell like there was sort of an itch in them like they wanted to fire him, but they couldn't. And it was kind of. You know, for Urban Meyer, it's kind of an air of arrogance, so to speak, you know, because like you said, Josh, he had to come back and apologize to the victim. You know what I'm saying? And from my understanding, like this is someone that is a friend of theirs. Like she's an actual friend. Like the families were friends. And they said there was a number of occasions in which she did tell Urban Meyer and or they or he, she did tell his wife. And Yeah, she told his wife. As, his, his wife knew. Yeah, as, Yes, I'm saying as a friend, is that what I'm going to do as a friend? I'm not going to I'm not going to back down from what you're saying. So, I mean, for me, I, I just I feel the same way about you guys. It's kind of deplorable. I think he should be fired. Um, and I've never said anyone should be fired, but I think he should be let go, you know, and and it has to set up. Somebody has set a precedent somewhere and say, hey, winning is not winning is not everything, although it is. You know, we all know it is. But I mean. You know, sometimes your integrity of the program, I think I would have had a lot more respect for the people at Ohio State had they done such a bold move. Had they say, listen, Boosters, I understand what y'all want. I understand. But at the end of the day, Micah, it's a business. And that's my that's my two cents on it. Yeah, man. And, and I think you guys both made great points. I just, like Micah said, we they talk about moral well-beings, but when it is heavy, Urban Meyer is a constant threat to win the national championship year in and year out. and um. I do think the administration at Ohio State was extremely disappointed, but they chose the um, 
an alternative route and just and just suspending him because I, it was maybe like Micah said, it was something within the contracts. It was something within the, the, the litigation aspect that was going to make things extremely hard for them to um, get rid of Urban Meyer. But hopefully he learned, like you said, Coach, um, um, like you said, Coach E, we, we're not here to say why should we get fired, but I do think Urban Meyer knew and he just didn't care. But with that being said, let me add on one thing to that. I, I also heard, like, how can, if Urban Meyer couldn't keep a friend safe, as a parent, his recruiting stock has, has, has got to have gone down. Because now he can't come into my home and tell me about keeping my kids safe and tell me how he how he presents a family-oriented thing and everybody's treated like family. He couldn't come in and tell me that. So I just think going forward, Ohio State's going to pay more for it later than they will now. Yeah, yeah, that that would definitely bother me as, as a parent because you, you can't really give me any moral moral um, comfort that, you know, you're going to do the, um, teach my son to do the right thing on and off the field. So that, that would, um, that would really concern me. Like I still want the man to do well, but I just think he didn't care, but let's get, let's get started on our topic. I think we got a very interesting topic um, on this show and the topic is going to, uh, we're going to talk about being lifelong winners. Um, Coach E, I'm going to let you get started. But before you get started, I'm, I'm going to read a quick quote. Um, something that stood out to me about being a lifelong winner is just um, winners win even when the numbers say they're losing. Never stop pursuing the next play, even when you're down. You know, so I do think um, being a lifelong winner is more of a mindset than anything. But Coach E, we're going to let you um, jump into it first and um, spit your spill, and then we'll we'll feed off each other from there. Um, I think that first to be a lifelong winner. I think when I when I thought about it, I said I really didn't want to think about it before coming on the show. I didn't want to put any thought to it because I wanted it to be whatever the first thing came to my mind. I wanted it to be fresh, and I think that when I think about a, a lifelong winner, I kind of think of to be a lifelong winner. You have to be a lifelong learner. Um, you have to be able to learn from your mistakes. You have to be able to learn from each other. And I think that from another, I mean, from other people. Um, and you have to always, always, always seek a way to have success. You know, um, um, just because you lose, let's say, uh, just because you you took a loss doesn't mean that you didn't have su- that, that success is not going to come your way. I just think it kind of depends on, on your measure of success and each person kind of has to figure out what their measure of success is. And you, you want to make sure that you are learning every day, either what to do or what not to do. And the only way you, you get those things happening is by um, experience and you, and, and living life. And I think that lifelong winners go after life. They attack life. They wake up every morning and they attack it. They don't wait on things to happen. They don't see things as difficult. You know, difficult is just is is is, is a word that's used by people who are weaker than some. Oh, that's too difficult, so I'm not going to do it. No, that, that's the reason to do it is because it's difficult. Um, you know, there was the saying I heard: uh, uh, greatness. Every if everybody was great, if everybody was great, greatness wouldn't mean so much. So that's why so few people do it. 
you know, because it's not it's not anything that is attained easily. So, you know, when I think about being a lifelong winner, like I, I, I believe in attacking it's it's you have to attack life. You have to um, you have to learn from your experiences. And, and that's how it all ties in for me. Um, Kirk, Michael, what you got? Man, uh, no, I think that, I thought that was great stuff, and um, I mean this this uh, this uh, unbelievable topic where what it doesn't matter what age you are, if you're trying to pursue greatness, you always have to continually push yourself. And uh, we uh, we had uh, my brother on what two what was that now three four five months ago, and. Uh, and me and him have wrote an article about seven rules for success and achievement for anybody, for coaches or student athletes or professionals, anybody to chase high achievement. And uh, I'll just go real quick and uh, and let Coach Staley go. Um, the seven rules that we, we came up with uh, is number one, you need to chase your dreams and pursue your passions. Make sure your goals align with daily activities that you enjoy and that you care deeply about. Number two, which is big and why I'm blessed to be in contact with you guys, surround yourself with people that you want to be like. Jim Rohn tells us you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. Number three, focus on what you can control. You can control the following, how hard you work, your attitude, and how you uh, how you treat others. Don't stress about what you can't control. Number four, set big goals and focus on maximizing your own potential. The end goal is a byproduct of the daily work necessary to reach the, that goal. Embrace discomfort. Comfort is the enemy of growth. And talking with Coach Staley over this past year, um, he pushed me to make to 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 attack new challenges, embrace discomfort. If achieving a goal was easy, like you said, Coach uh, English, being great was easy. Everybody would do it. If achieving a goal was easy, everyone would do it, and it wouldn't be worth sacrificing. Number six, which is awesome one, and this is my brother's right here. Don't share your goals with people who aren't going to support, encourage, and help you. This is big. Sharing goals is, is an intimate thing. You should not share them unless you know the person will support you or unless you're determined enough not to care when people tell you your goals are impossible. The majority of people have given up on their dreams and many of those people, no matter how close that you think they are to you, they don't want to see you achieve your dream because they've given up on their dream. And then the last one, repeat number one, chase your dreams, pursue your passions, uh, continually look to succeed on a daily basis. And if you repeatedly do that, the end result is going to be great. So, I mean, 
It's an unbelievable topic. Those are seven topics that me, my brother, through our through our podcast four or five months ago with you and Coach uh, Staley. This is something that that we've really, really tried to dive more into, and uh, it's something that I think about and look at daily for sure. I love, I love the element of um, not sharing. You know, not casting your um your pearls to the swine. I mean, you have to be very careful with with who you let in as far as like what is your next move, what is your next step. Um, I, see, I I'm a firm believer in let them find out after it's done. You know, you're only going to find a few people that really cares about what you want to do, and and, and you're only going to find a smaller number than that that actually wants you to accomplish the things that you want to do. So. Both of you guys made tremendous points, and I agree with you, Coach E. You got you got to chase it with a with an undeniable passion as far as what you want. Um, being a lifelong winner, man, I, I thought about it. I, I did the opposite of Coach English, and I really thought about a lot of things, and I wrote some stuff down about what it takes to be a lifelong um, winner, and I related it to myself, and I, and I and I put a list and I put down some intangibles. One thing that stood out to me is that you, in order to be a lifelong winner, you got to get outside of yourself and not be, and, and live for someone else. You know, um, my sons forced me to um, get up and go no matter what. Um, so before that, you know, I was pushing myself because I didn't want to let my mom down. You know, so my whole life has been for someone else. You know, I haven't been afraid to live for someone else, which ultimately taught me how to treat folks right because being a lifelong winner is also about the relationships you build throughout throughout time because your relationships is basically all you those are the only things that really make you wealthy because um financial wealth can go physical wealth and health can go but relationships when built the right way they're there no matter what no matter what you go through those people are always going to be with you if you build those relationships the right way um something else you have to do is you have to really love hard when I say love hard, you all not just not just someone else, but you have to love yourself hard because when you love yourself hard and you're going through different things and you're going through the struggle when you're trying to pursue your goals, when it looks like you have 50 million reasons to quit. If you love yourself enough, you aren't going to quit and you're going to keep focusing on that next play. You're going to keep focusing on what it takes to to continue to move forward, even like I said earlier, we, even when the scoreboard is not in your favor. You know, if it's time on the clock, you still got a reason to fight. You still got to know how to um, finish finish the right way. Don't be afraid of failure. You know, it's all about mindset. Understand that sometimes you're going to fall short of the mark, but don't be fretful of that. Don't be afraid of that. Actually attack that element. Know that, okay, I might fall short of the mark. I set these high goals for myself with the with the aspect of knowing I wasn't going to meet all of them, but I'm going to continue to fight. I'm going to continue to grind and I'm going to get where I need to be. Um, have an unbelievable work ethic. Like you said, Coach English, your work ethic has to be unreal when you want to be a lifelong winner because most people aren't going to work hard. We, talk, we talked about it on a show um, a couple of a couple of months back, how it's not as hard for um, people to be successful because most people aren't going to work hard. You know, most people aren't going to sacrifice and put that time in to get the job done because it's tough. It's hard, and most people don't want to be a part of that. 
Um, I think you have to be an optimist. I, ha- I think you have to be extremely positive with your thoughts and your mindsets. And this is something that's very difficult to do because um, when you're going through things, it's hard to be positive. As a man of faith, I'm going to be honest with you, it's hard to be positive. Even when I know I got, I serve a God that's going to be there for me no matter what. But you have to condition yourself to always be positive, to always be an optimist and, 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 and optimistic and and, and, and be positive in everything you do. Always be positive. Um, fight for what you believe in. Fight for what you believe in. Definitely, definitely never give up in what you believe in. Fight for it. Fight for it. And, this, and, the, and the last two things, this thing right here is something I've been going through the last couple of months. Know your worth. When you're trying to be a lifelong winner, know your worth. Don't let anyone sell you short. No matter what. They might tell you, they might tell you, oh, what you're pursuing is not important. We don't need that in the world. Or you're you're this instead of that. Or it's more important for you to do this. Know your worth. You're valuable, you're beautiful, and you have a whole lot to offer. And you have to constantly coach yourself up, tell yourself this over and over and over again, and don't let anyone sell you short. Know your worth. I call it the got doggone. Kirk Cousins mindset. Kirk Cousins knew his worth. I'm a Redskin fan. I wouldn't have mind losing. Um, I wouldn't have mind keeping Kurt. I wanted Kurt to stay, but Kurt knew his worth. Knew his worth. And 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 because of that, he was the first NFL player to get a fully guaranteed contract of like 84, 86 million dollars. And because he knew his worth, because he believed in himself, and he and he betted on himself, like my cousin D'Angelo says always, um, that cuts hair over at Pups um, Razor Cuts, um, he bet on himself and he knew his worth. So don't let anyone sell you short. And you have to constantly practice these things over and over and over. Set short and long-term goals. Embrace the challenges, like Coach English and Coach Kurt said, and, and endure the change, like because change is going to come. And sometimes you got to endure it and fight through it. And when you can consistently do these things and smile and smile, always have a reason to smile no matter what you're going through and build the proper relationships. You can, you can force yourself to be a lifelong winner. I'm sorry for getting a little long winded, but I kind of wanted to get that out. Um, um, I would love to hear. Good, Joe. You go ahead. I want to, I want to add a little something to what you said. Um, and just bring up some stuff you said, um, about the, you know, uh, failing. Um, and I talked about Denzel Washington's, you know, saying fail forward. Um, he, he talked about in that commencement speech, he talked about the fact that he flunked out of college with like a 1.7 GPA and he was in his mom's beauty salon and a lady just stopped him and pointed to him and she said, you would travel the world and speak to many people. And he looked at her like she was crazy because he had just flunked out of school. But he said that kind of gave him the her saying that kind of gave him a little bit of energy to move on um, to, you know, sometimes, so some, sometimes you got to fail, you got to fail to see what doesn't work. And then once you know what doesn't work, you can fix that and move forward. Um, and, and to you, Micah, you said uh, um, it was, Oh gosh, about uh, fair, about um, setting goals and making sure not to let people know your goals. There's a saying that goes, um, don't speak, to don't speak to losers about winning because it's not their language. They wouldn't understand what you're saying. And I think that when you, that whole point of you are the average of the five people, the five people that you have around you, I believe that because each one of you 
if each person around you is successful in their own right, and you don't have to have the same goals, you just have to have the same mindset about attacking your goals. I think that the mindset of the five people around you attacking their goals is what makes you attack your goals because you can't be the slack one in the group. You can't be the one not to succeed because guess what happens? You will no longer be in that circle. So not only are they pushing you or or you're pushing them as well. Um, You're not a pack of gazelles. You're a pack of lions. And you know, E.T., uh, uh, Eric Thomas has that thing where he talks about, are you a gazelle or are you a lion? Like, gazelles run because they're chased by the lion. Lions run because they're hunting. You know what I'm saying? And you always have to be on that hunt. Don't be the hunted. You have to be the hunted. And that's what winners are. Winners are the hunters. They are the ones that get out there. And they don't they don't snack or feast on the on, on the on the ones that on the on the, the prey that is um injured or laying there already dead they don't want that they want the big dreams they want that the big goals and like you said josh chase the big one fail chasing the big one my grandmother had a saying she said she said shoot for the star shoot for the sun because even if you miss you'll land on the moon but you'll be out of this world no matter what and i think that that's what that's what the great, the lifelong winners do. Lifelong winners attack. They are always on the attack. They are always on the hunt. They're always, once they hit a goal, they set another goal. And then they hit that goal, they set another one. And a lot of times, the people that do that, they move in silence. Like you, Josh, you've made a lot of moves that have been real silent. And then people find out what, when they either read the article or something like that. And I think that sometimes a lot of people say they set goals, but they get too busy. Um, they get too busy talking about their goals that they never achieve them. And those are not the lifelong winners. The people that are not lifelong winners are the ones who January 1st, January through January 10th, they get in those meetings at somebody's house and do the vision board and then shoot where the vision board at today, under the bed, in the closet, someplace else. Who knows where, some people don't even know where their vision board is. And then next January, it's going to be the same thing again. I got to do this. I got to do that. And then they never achieve anything. Why could they spend so much time discussing it? You don't have to discuss it. Just go get it. Wake up every morning, set that goal and attack. If you do that, if you hunt every single day, you will always be a lion and never excel. Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, Michael. Sorry. Who's up next? I mean, Coach E. Coach, you just shut it down. I mean, I'm inspired right now. I'm inspired and I'm, uh, I agree. I'm, I mean, it's all about, I, I think 90% of success is who you surround yourselves with. And if you're surrounding yourself with people who are continually pushing themselves to be better, um, it just, it just makes you, it just makes you have to feed off their energy and, and if you're around people that are not, who are not trying to be better and trying to bring people down, you're, you are who you surround yourself with. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest lesson that I've taken and biggest lesson that I am trying to impart on, on my students and my athletes is you are who you surround yourself with. And uh, you surround yourself with high achievers the odds that are you going to be a high achiever are extremely likely, and it, that's that's what's that's what society is becoming as well. Like the majority of 
successful people, their kids are successful. And the majority of not successful people, their kids are not successful because of who they surround themselves with. So it's big on finding those people that are going to push you. And, uh, and I mean, I'm blessed to be in contact with you guys da- daily. My brother, my best friend, Brian Maher. I mean, people, those people that are, are, that challenge me to be better every single day. So I think that's the biggest thing. I think I think it's very huge to um, surround yourself with other people that's going to push you and make you uncomfortable. Like Coach E and Micah Yacht constantly make me uncomfortable. Constantly make me uncomfortable. Constantly may have me looking in the mirror saying, yo, am I working hard enough? Am I doing this the right way? Or am I putting enough time in? So it's imperative that you surround yourself. And also I've, I've learned that something that I learned, another intangible that I've learned what successful people are. Successful people aren't afraid to be happy for other people. They definitely aren't afraid to be happy when someone else is successful because it inspires them. But losers, and I and I and I know that's that's kind of harsh. I know that's kind of harsh, but call them what they are. Call them what they are. It is what it is. Losers, losers want other people to lose. Losers, losers want losers want other people to lose. But winners are inspired by other people that win. And that excites me. Like, like when, when someone else does well, I'm not like, oh man, I wish it was me. And oh man, and like, how come, how come I didn't get this? I'm actually extremely, extremely excited when other folks do well. Like, I'm not gonna lie, selfishly, I miss, I miss Micah to death. I know that doesn't sound very manly, you know, but I miss Micah, but he's doing big things down in Orlando. So I am extremely happy and he gets to live in sunny Florida with his new beautiful wife, who is one of my most favorite people in the world because she's so smart. But, you know, it's, it's, you have to fiend not just for yourself to do well, but you also have to be extremely happy when other people are successful. See, that's a roadblock that you don't even realize that you're blocking yourself. Everything that stops you from being successful is right there in the mirror. It's only you. No one can stop you. No one can can hold you back. Only you. And one of those things to hold people back is to have mindset, man. When other folks are successful, man, celebrate them. Celebrate them. Fight for what you believe. Fight for what you believe in if you want what those people got. Fight for it. Because as long as you're in the game, in the fight of life, as long as you're swinging and throwing punches, the match is never over. But the day you stop swinging and the day you stop fighting, that's when you lose. So you always are going to be a winner if you constantly fight. Never stop swinging. Never stop throwing punches. Never stop bobbing and weaving. Keep fighting. Know your worth because being a lifelong winner doesn't necessarily mean that you have a million dollars in your bank account. Um, You have a fleet of cars in your in your in your garage. 
A lifelong winner is just someone that constantly fights for what they want, constantly digs for what they believe in and understands that they will never give up until that final bell rings and then they and then they have to fight no more. But this fight for what you believe in, good people. But I think that's a big intangible. Be happy for other people's success. You want to be a lifelong winner? Be happy for other winners. Because that's a part of that's a part of winning. Go ahead, Coach E. I'm sorry. Nah, you good. Go ahead, Mike. I'm good. I love it. I'm inspired. I'm about to get up and go go for a power walk, Coach E. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I think that, you know, they, getting back to that surrounding yourself with people. And I'm going to get the two more. I'm going to get the two points and I'm, I'm going to end here because I believe in teaching kids, that, you know, to win. All right. Um, one, surrounding yourself with people. I, I My circle is you, Micah, as a successful strength coach. You travel the world and, and, and give talks on everything else. You're successful in your field. Josh, you're successful in your field. My friend uh, Daniel, he's a doctor. He's extremely successful in his field. My friend Malcolm, who is a he is the CEO of one of the top nursing companies in New York, in New York, as well as owning two or three businesses here in South Carolina. He's successful. Uh, my friend Pat down in Atlanta, he's and, and I could go on and on. I have a cousin who is, uh, you know, the people in my circle, which is about maybe eight people all successful. And every day I wake up not wanting to be the one that's not. Um, and then to the next thing, being happy for people's success. Um, I don't think anybody's ever heard me say a bad word about anybody. I'm always happy for my people, for the people in my circle. I've done it on the show. You always say bad stuff about LeBron, but go ahead. My bad. I didn't mean to jump in. LeBron, LeBron isn't in my circle. So I, I'm not worried about that. LeBron isn't in my circle. But I'm always happy for the people in my circle. And because I've done it many times on this show alone, just with Josh, you know, like I said, when Josh won that state championship, I felt like I wouldn't say I won it, but I was right there for him. Happy as crap for him because I was there when I was with him when we lost one. And I know the feeling and I know the hard work that was put in. And then when Josh hired me, I remember him coming into the gym early and I was already there working with JV. And he said, dog, what you doing? I said, shit, practicing. He said, man, you can't keep doing this. You're going to outwork me. <laughs> and I just think that it, when you're around successful people, it breeds success because you can't do nothing but work. You can't do nothing but work because you can't be that person that's not working. And, and that's no, it. You just can't be that one person that's not working. And like I said, people before, you got to be a lion. Don't go out here and be no gazelle because gazelles don't do nothing but get ate up. That's it. That's that's. I dropped the mic on that one. Yeah, man. I, I guess my the last thing I'm just going to stress, folks, is, is just keep fighting. And I know as cliche as it sounds, let me give y'all let me give y'all a testimony, because a lot of times on social media, we only post the good and everybody likes to make it seem like but hope, make it seem like everything is all good. Let me give you all a testimony and hopefully it can help y'all. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, why you keep fighting and find joy. Um. The last couple of months have, have, have been a struggle for me. Actually, the last several months has been a struggle for me, but I'm a real private person and I don't really, so I'm not gonna really tell you what I'm struggling with, but understand that I've been struggling and my happiness has taken a hit because of those struggles. But one thing that I never did, one thing that I never stopped doing was I never stopped swinging and I never stopped fighting. 
And I'm telling you this to help you to understand, yo, you're going to go through struggles. I don't care how good people try to make it look. Everyone goes through a struggle. Everyone has financial problems. Everyone has relationship problems. Everyone has work problems. Everyone has um, social problems. But the problem is not what defines you. The problem is not what stops you from being a lifelong winner. How you respond. The reason why I'm still with my wife for 10 plus years now is because of how we responded. And what I've learned was I wasn't going to let anyone stop me from smiling, man. But even the struggle that I was going through was not, did not weigh more and was not more important than the joy that I was losing. So I had to get back to smiling. I had to get back to focusing on the things that I should be grateful for, even though I'm still not where I need to be. Even though I'm still going through a struggle, but I'm not going to allow the struggle to deplete my fight. So I'm going to fight a little harder to be where I, to get where I I'm going to I'm going to swing with a little bit more detail to, to be where I want to be and understand that this is just my testimony just to help you all out. Just 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 for you all to know that, folks, we go through stuff. Good people. And don't let anyone make you feel bad for the struggle that you're going through. Keep fighting. Keep knowing your worth. Keep loving. Love hard and smile because when you love hard, that gives you more reason to fight for your passion. And don't let anyone make you feel bad about your passion. If you want to be the best basket weaver in the world, be it. Don't let nobody say, oh, that's not important. Man, be the best basket weaver in the world. We wouldn't have a Kevin Hart right now if he wasn't so passionate about what he does. We wouldn't have a Michael Kurtz or a Yusef English if they weren't so passionate about what they about what they do. So don't let anyone pour water on that fire that burns within your passion. I'm done. Coach English, you inspire me, man. Any man that's willing to take power walks around a neighborhood with khakis on and a brown belt. Yo, I, I got to step up. I got to step up my workout. No, dog, listen, man. Listen, I think it's big. I think it's big. You will, not be on, you will not be on live, on Instagram live, spreading them lies, man. Don't no, do that. No. You did squats with khaki shorts on. That's big. No. Okay, Josh. That's you, it's funny how you adding to the story every time. That's big, dog. That's big, man. Michael, man. Um, Go ahead, hit your closing spot, man. Coach E, you can start the shout outs and bring us out. We can bring this um great show to a close. Hey. Appreciate you guys. It's always great to be around you. Great to great to hear you. You guys inspire me. Keep inspiring me. Keep inspiring others. Have a great week. Have a great month and a great school year. Let this be our, our best year yet. So I appreciate you guys and keep inspiring me. Go ahead, Coach. You start me out with the shout-outs, Bubba. All right. First off, I want to give a shout-out to um, all the players out there, all the winners, all the winter sport players who are getting out there and getting after workouts. I know you can't go all all into everything, but you can take strength and conditioning very, very seriously. Because if it's one thing I learned from my man, Micah, strength and conditioning is the thing that leads everything else you do. All right. If you don't have the strength, you don't have the conditioning, ain't nothing else could work. So shouts out to all you players that's going out there and getting after it. Shouts out to my guys who got me after it today. Um, I don't know how many, how much more that's going to happen, but <laughs> way to get me after it today. 
Um, shout out to my kids. Um, and you know, just shouts out to the listeners for continuing to tune in to us. We appreciate you. Go ahead, Josh. Hey man, shout out to all the listeners, man. We we continue to thank you for all the support. Thank you for the feedback, whether whether it be positive or negative, man. Thank you, cause like we all about improvement. Shout out to everyone that was on the Instagram and the Facebook Live who was who was um sending the comments and, and showing the love. We're gonna keep this show going. Remember, we don't we don't do this show for ourselves. We do this show for someone else, hopefully to inspire you to help you become a better coach a better person, a better leader in your community. And um, like like Coach E said, shout out to everybody that's playing sports and, get, and the winter sports is getting ready. And um, that's it, man. Shout out to all the coaches to work out with their team, whether you got on khakis or overalls, man. Shout out to you, baby. Shout out. Oh, my God. All right. Well, if you want to join the conversation, uh, please email us at you can email us at the Staley English Show. That's the Staley English Show at gmail.com um, you can hit us up with Instagram Twitter Snapchat and Facebook uh, at the same handle the Staley and English show um, as always as always as always keep God first everything else will follow peace peace